1: right i'll do it. sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month and 6 months of Paramount Plus essential plan on us mintmobile.com/switch
2: upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month face lower speeds videos at 480p active mint customers by 53124 get 6 months of Paramount Plus essential plan auto renews after 6 months offer ends may 31st 2024 separate Paramount Plus registration required terms and conditions apply if rated pg
3: hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong
1: place
3: Hello and welcome to the Nile or Nine podcast. You. Hello. Hiya. um it's Niall here and Andrea Cleary. Hello. That was the one Nile. That was the what one. What is that? <laughs> I don't know. I just shook something for for extra effect. Uh how are we all? See? As Good. by all, I mean yep. you. <laughs> it's uh... And everyone everyone who's listening uh, um just, you know, just shout at me. I can hear you. I'm sure. How all are we you all?
1: cats and chicks out there in Radio Land?
3: But listen, you're you're going away. You're for a while in, uh, Uh, you're going, you're going, you're going far, you're going somewhere uh, far.
1: far, far away. I'm going to India for a wedding. And then I'm going kind of about the place in India. I will be traveling the golden triangle, um, which is Jaipur, Delhi and Agra. Um, and I'm very nervous because I, uh, embarrassingly enough, have never left Europe uh, unless you count the United Kingdom, um, and I've never been on a plane for longer than two and a half hours. So wow, okay, wow, <laughs>
3: so, oh,
0: no, wow, never this had a
1: visa, like it's shit. The it's whole thing. So you got your um, shots and all. Got my shots. Uh, just waking what you did up and My visa yes to tomorrow. It. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's very nerve wracking, but also like, I'm obviously so excited. Uh, but yeah. yes, I will not be here for like basically the majority of March, but don't worry, listeners. You will have already heard a pre-recorded episode of me and Nile. We're getting it all in now before I leave, um, well, but yeah, you will but be fending for yourself for a couple of weeks. I have I, I have
3: some I have some things lined up in in March. Okay. you'll be you'll be back late March, I believe, is all right.
1: Late March. You're not missing yeah. the whole month. are um, you missing the whole month. No. Not the whole month. No, close no. enough though. Um, and I will be having a house sitter. So anyone out there who's thinking about coming into my house and taking my stuff while I'm away, don't because my house sitter knows karate so yeah and
3: your other house sitter is a cat
1: and my other house sitter that's the one who knows karate um Ah. the human that's going to be here will be useless you could absolutely take him down um but yeah
3: (laughs) great okay well it's the best of the month best of february um it was a short month of course so uh maybe a little bit less music because you maybe you get uh, a few days less which means maybe sometimes you get like an album or weeks worth less of music in mm-hmm. a way, but that means March is going to be stuffed, but also lots to come. I have a few albums and a few things to talk about, but let's start with um something that I knew you were going to pick, and I left it to you because I'm I'm glad you you picked it. Thank you. Um, it is Lana Del Rey, A and W. Um, I'm going to try and play a bit of this because, but sure, there's there's not much of it you can you can play to give it its full. Um, stature so let's play a bit mm-hmm. of uh, this is from Loud Rays, a
1: new song A&W American Whore I haven't seen
3: So that's a bit of Lana Del Rey's A&W, a, a song from her forthcoming album. Certainly one that as soon as it came out I was like, "Whoa. This is this is something, this is something extra." Uh, and like Lana obviously has a form in in creating these kind of moments, uh, but there's something about this one um that to me feels like extra special. What about you?
1: Yeah, I feel like everything she's done since Norman fucking Rockwell has has felt more maybe authentic in terms of my own listening to it. Um I like a lot of her stuff from before then and I know a lot of Lana fans like really, really love her early stuff. And I I sort of I love the singles. The albums never really hit for me. Um but I feel like everything she's done since Norman fucking Rockwell has been kind of quietly experimental. Um and the experimentation is kind of Rooted and set in her, like a growing confidence I see in her as a songwriter, um, and uh, as a lyricist in particular. I mean, um, she's she's not afraid to throw a few, like more than a few, kind of mic drop moments in a song, um, and I like that confidence. Like where where Taylor Swift might have one or two, Lana's doing it in like nearly every line, um, it never gets these days, I don't think in, in her newer work never gets, uh, cheesy. It doesn't, it doesn't kind of, you know, tipple over into that kind of like sassy girl, uh, music maybe, but she's just so good at creating and her and and Jack Antonoff, we should say, um, who I think Lana is my favorite. Lana and Jack Antonoff is my favorite Jack Antonoff pairing when Mm. it comes to um, all the work that he's done with like a, a wide, wide range of pop music over the last number of years. But they're my favorite pairing. I feel like he understands the kind of atmospheres that she's looking for and looking to create. And On this song, it feels like they're just having fun with it. They're experimenting with it. It's kind of split in half a bit and both halves are as good as each other. For me, I think in the first half, we heard a little bit in the clip there. I think those harmonies in I think it's maybe the pre-chorus or whatever way it's structured are just so arresting and so kind of like. I don't know, like maybe a bit standard when it comes to harmonies, but we don't hear a lot of that from her. We don't hear that kind of like, wall of sound um, vocals from her a lot. It's usually her on her own because her voice can kind of carry herself on her own. So for me when I, when I first heard those harmonies come in I was like oh my god this is just like heavenly. Like it's so so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously she has her kind of her mood and her old Hollywood aesthetic and how she, how she breaks that down and how she kind of investigates it and interrogates it and really pulls at the thread of the kind of aesthetic she's known for. And I think she does it brilliantly in this song again. I can't wait for this album. I feel like it's going to be like, what what's the name of the album? It's, uh, did you uh, know, did you there know there's a, a tunnel, tunnel under
3: Ocean Boulevard? And uh, like, there's yeah, an extended like, version of that that
1: hooked, she decided like, against. If you're naming closer. your album, did you know there's a tunnel under Ocean Boulevard? I'm like, Yes, Lana, like fucking hook that to my brain, to my veins. Like she's just, she's so, she's so herself. And I really feel her growing into a more complicated and nuanced, um, portrayal of what she was doing with her with her earlier stuff as she grows and as she gets older and as she kind of starts reflecting on that so yeah, I think there's less reliance on
3: uh, artifice uh, uh, and kind of standard tropes with what she's doing these days I think uh, Mm. lyrics are more deeply uh, interesting and intimate as well. There's, you know, there's really like bearing of the soul here and bearing of your personal life as well, whether it's real or imaginary it kind of, it does feel real. Mm. And, and that's the thing I like this song to me is like a, a two part vignette. It's theatrical like vignette of 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 Lana in a hotel room at the different various points, um, mm. and looking for solace in in the right or wrong places, and then there's the whole like there's so many different references in there. There's a, like a reference to a, an old um, a, a film that kind of references the sexual exploitation that she has, she is talking about throughout the uh, the song as well.
0: Mm -hmm.
3: There's loads of things like that. There's an interpolation of an old song that Tom Hanks sings in um, a do-wop song that Tom Hanks sings in big. um, And there's Mm. talk of mothers as well. And uh, like that first line in the song, I haven't done a cartwheel since I was nine. I haven't seen my mother in a long, long time. There's Mm -hmm. lots to unpack here. And, and, uh, and as well, there's a second part, which, you know, totally switches up the style and, Just for reference, here's a little bit of what that sounds like. So yeah, there's it's the song is seven minutes and fifteen fourteen seconds long, and uh, mm. it has a wealth of things in it that you could uh, unpack and enjoy, and and uh, really, it's like you can have a forensic analysis of the song as well. And I think it's one of the best things she's done in a in a long, long time, and certainly maybe what might be one of her best songs for me so far. And I mean, mm. this is I actually didn't really hear. I don't remember hearing the song that came before this from the album. I think it came out early January or not. was early December. It's the title track, actually. So I hadn't really heard that one. Um, but this is the one that I just happened to be, you know, I clicked into and then I heard more about it. I was like, whoa, this is this is really special. So um Milan yeah, is always a great it's, album it's artist like, for
1: me. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um and I think with a song like this, like how she how she addresses kind of gender politics in it is really interesting and nuanced and mature. Um, There's a kind of a, a a petulance or a kind of a throwing up her hands at like at systems. And, you know, she talks about um, in the song, if, if I told you I was raped, do you really think that anyone would think I didn't ask for it? Um, Like she's, she's really dealing with what what it is to be a woman in the media as well and how a lot of her her ideas of womanhood and femininity have been informed by difficult relationships or difficult um like the the disparity between maybe her relationship with her mother and the kinds of relationships she saw between mothers and daughters in the media. And she's obviously explored that with, within kind of like heterosexual relationships as well and kind of always holding up love and relationships with men to this you know hollywood ideal that she does explore really well and just all of it is so it's like a thesis like it's just it's just great it's just really really good lyric writing and then jack antonoff kind of takes it and pushes it and creates all of this atmosphere around it and you know that 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 really brave switch up um and how different the first half of the song feels and sounds compared to the second half of the song, and yet they fit together so well yet yet they feel of a piece you know I just I think it's amazing, and I agree with you, I think it is one of the best songs um she's written, or one of the most kind of um experimental and kind of artistic um pieces that she's that she's put out uh, i don't yeah. is there a music video for it? I never actually no, no. okay. I'd like a music video for this. Might come. Like a might come, yes. Hmm.
3: You could imagine a, a very interesting cinematic piece for this. For Definitely.
1: Sure. Yeah, like a kind of a Taylor's ten minute all-too-well storytelling thing. Um and I also just think like Lana is is someone we talked about this a lot when when we reviewed Norman fucking Rockwell. She's someone who like the visual aesthetic of their mu of, of her music is um is very important as well so mm. um, yeah. yeah I hope a video comes for this
3: yeah absolutely that's Lana Del Rey a um, up next uh, she released her second solo album Desire I want to turn into you this is Caroline Polachek uh, this is the opening song from the album uh, Welcome to My Island
0: Welcome to my Island Hope you like me See the palm trees.
3: Is Welcome to My album with Caroline Polachek, a song that came out uh, late last year, but I didn't really get into it until January. And I was uh, first, it was one of those songs when I heard, I was like, hmm, don't know about this one. And mm. and that happened to me a number of times with Caroline Polachek uh, in the pre-release to this album. Um, she had a song out called Sunsets, which was like this spanish guitar song and i was like what the fuck is this <laughs> and, <laughs> and then there was a um, there was another song called blood and butter which i might play it a bit which has a bagpipe solo and i was like okay there's lots going on here and i'm looking forward to hearing the album um, and as it turns out i think it's really really good it's a weird pop album it's the kind of album i would hope she would make it's a uh, it's you know it's it's a pop album, but it, it's it's really off-kilter. It's got money as a writer on her breakthrough song. It has uh, Grimes and Dido on the same track. Um, but mostly it's just her um, being really good melodically. She's a brilliant lyricist. She's a brilliant um, vocalist, particularly. And I really like what she does. There's a lot of, you know mainlining of, of kind of pop tropes here that uh, but sounds really good. But she's also like doing things that remind me of of, uh, of Enya. She's obviously covered stuff like um, The Core's Breathless before. And if you listen to that cover, you can really hear a lot of that and what she's doing here. Um, a really interesting album came out on Valentine's Day um, and one I've been playing a lot at the moment. Um, yeah, here is a bit of the, uh, I actually really love this now. This is the bagpipes bit um from Blood and Butter and the person playing this is Breed Chambool who's a Scottish folk artist. Yeah. Um, collaborating with the likes of Charlie XCX and uh, Bunny's a Writer was a big massive song for her and uh, I really like what she's doing here. Uh, interestingly, she a lot of people were looking for an Irish gig from her recently but um, it seems that the tour that she's on at the moment which she maybe is just finishing up in Europe is operating at a loss as well so she's kind of one of those things that you know the conversation we talked about before it's very hard for artists to tour you would think that an artist like caroline Polachek would be able to uh make that a uh, a reality in terms of not losing money but uh it seems that she wanted to uh put uh, extra cash into this kind of tour to really make it uh, an event um a brave thing to do but also <laughs> you know a very hard thing to do especially if you're not making money but I think she'll do well with this album it's I think a lot of people are willing her to succeed it's a better album than her uh, 2019's Pang for me uh, yeah that one didn't really uh had So Hot You Hurt My Feelings on it but I think I don't think a lot of it really worked uh where I think this one is a more complete piece mm. have you heard this yet?
1: I haven't, um, and it's because anything I've heard from her that isn't "So Hot, You're Hurting My Feelings" isn't as good as "So Hot, You're Hurting My Feelings," <laughs> and that hurts my feelings. Um, that second song you played sounds like a chorus song, yeah, um, yeah, like fully sounds like a chorus song, which I don't mind at all. Um, yeah, well, it's a it's but, a kind of a
3: good example of of you know how she takes that kind of sound and makes it her own.
1: Mm, yeah, I'll I will listen to this album. I'll I'll give it a go. Uh, but I wasn't, I wasn't a Big Bunny as a rider fan. Oh yeah, I just right. kind of feel like she's one of those artists who has one song that is like one of my favorite songs ever. And then everything else I'm like, yeah, but, but none of it's that, you know? Okay. Um, All right. Well, I'll give it a go on your big long I flight will give it a go. <laughs> I will. I'll download um, it for the flight.
3: So your, your next choice is from Lisa O'Neill.
1: It is from Lisa O'Neill. It is called uh, Old Note, and it sounds like this.
2: Feathered friend, dig up and resurrect me. I long to live among the song of bodies. A lawless league of lonesome, lonesome beauty. Skies and skies and skies above duty The wind whistles you in behind the springtime Float all note, new among my mind You hold the note, the note just moves the movement Let go the note and so move everything I can't come to quantify the feeling
1: I was walking home half in the
2: dreaming The things that I was thinking of
1: That was old note from Lisa O'Neill with accompaniment from Colin McInamara.
3: That's right, yeah, Colin McInamara nailed
1: it. Uh, It is from her new album, All of This Is Chance, um, which came out this month, I believe, uh, or at least I heard it this month. Um, Beautiful album. This, yeah, this is my favorite song from it. I'm a sucker for songs about music, and the lyrics on this are just so beautiful. and there's a there's a lovely moment later on with a child kind of having a conversation um with lisa about um about being sad when a song is over um and lisa kind of advises her that um you know, you can find a new song and the child's like, nah, <laughs> um, but it's very, very beautiful. Um, I can't speak too much of the album overall because I've only listened to it, I think once. Um, but if you like, if if you have enjoyed Lisa O'Neill's work thus far, you will love this. You'll love this record. But I think this song is just so beautiful and so kind of delicate and um, and poetic and observant. And yeah, I just love it. Have you had a chance to listen to this album yet?
3: Yeah, just the once really. Um, not much more than that. I'm waiting for mm. the right time in which to uh, yeah. spend time with this Lisa O'Neill album because it's a very particular uh, place to uh, hang out in. And I'd like to yeah. do that when I am when I really feel like I have time. And that's generally yeah. not sitting at my desk working away.
1: But, um, no, this isn't a, a background sounds for sitting at your desk for sure um because yeah i think it rewards like paying a lot of attention to it yeah it's beautiful it's really really lovely i just i i think she just never misses she's great
3: right that's ace o'neill uh old note from all of this is chance um so up next i was going to talk about the young father's album heavy heavy um their first album in five years i really like what they do if you like the kind of gospel, hip hop, soulful music that they've been doing, you'll find it here again. They're, uh, they, By the time this comes out, you, they've played Dublin last week and uh, I'm sure it was great. But I decided instead of doing that, I want to talk a little bit about Squirrel X because this <laughs> this man has, I there's just lots of, Discourse about him at the moment. Is he um,
1: living rent-free in your head? Are people still using that phrase?
3: <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> what well, lives in your head rent-free? You. Um, Yeah. So Skrillex, right? So I actually, you could easily have ignored Skrillex for many, many years. And, and, and I know, have. He was, and he's, he's often been an object of derision in terms of electronic music since he came out. Uh, because a lot of what he did in the early days was take... Um, the music and the textures and the tropes of dubstep and remove the uh, more interesting parts and make it into like it dubstep starts in Croydon in in London in like early 2000s and 15, 10 or 15, 10 years later, basically like Skrillex takes it and, and turns it into bro step is what most people call mm. it. Like really dumb uh, dub dumb drops and the drop became the thing that everyone talks about Um,
1: I have a really really marvellous YouTube video essay to send you I can't remember who it's by but I'll send it to you and if you want to put it in the show notes because it's about that and also interestingly about how the death of dubstep can be linked to like the smoking ban, which I don't know if anyone has ever done like a proper oh. research project on, but I would absolutely, I would fund it. I would read it. Um, but it's a brilliant, brilliant video essay. I will, I will send it to you. You'll love it.
3: Okay. So in 2011, I was in at Berlin Music Festival and Skrillex was playing the after party. And at that time I was like, God, I hate Skrillex. Um, so <laughs> he was on after Public Enemy and uh, I went in to Public Enemy at the after party in this warehouse good fun and then Skrillex came on and I have to say I had a great time because it was just oh, so Listen, si- <laughs> no 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 listen to me now it was so silly and there was just endless amount of drops for after a full day at a festival it just hit this next like level of like this is so dumb so I was calling it Dumb Step for ages yeah. um so that was the last time I'd really thought about uh, Skrillex, like 2011. It's, and so you know what, easily to. It's important
1: yeah. It's important to, to state that sometimes it's okay to be a bro. We're not sitting here <laughs> saying being a bro is always bad. There's a time and a place. And I think the time and place is a Skrillex concert. Um, yeah, so, in fairness. I mean, he went on to then. release
3: his debut album in 2014. I can't remember anything about it. What's interesting now is what happens, what has happened in the last uh, six months to a year is that especially last six months Is Skrillex has been touring and playing with uh, Fred again and Fortet and for a lot of people who, who are fans of Fortet uh, and to a lesser extent Fred again um, this is a strange um, thing that has developed they're playing three very uh, Fortet for a lot of people is you know dance music electronic music godfather does whatever he wants uh, is has his whole, whole unique style is very cerebral and um interesting and intricate and here he is like last week playing with uh Fred again and Skrillex in Madison Square Garden so i think for a lot of people it's i've read a number of pieces in the last week which has just been so interesting of people who are like I write about uh, electronic music and I have been 15 years. I've never written about Skrillex. I was like, but now I'm, you know, they're trying to actively ignore him. Mm. I just think it's really interesting because essentially Skrillex has become somewhat cool all of a sudden. And I think it's because things have uh, progressed so much that the idea of uh, this bro step, a dub thing isn't really active anymore, but also like Skrillex has come back to fill that void of this kind of dumb, fun, big dance music with drops. Like hmm. there's a there are songs. Like it's, ha-
1: it's limp it's limp biscuit for yeah. Like, but you know what? Like I'm I'm just, wa- I just music like fans. I
3: kind of just want to say I'm not actually that mad about it. Like because I know Flo Dan, who's a a rap uh, a rapper who's often plays with the bug, uh, or raps with the bug, and uh, you know very cool English music, and. He collaborates on the new Skrill- one of the new Skrillex albums. The Skrillex has two albums out. One of them is a real pop album and one of them is a real dance album. And they both came out within two days of each other all around this Madison Square Garden stuff. And then they did the Times Square, uh, the lot radio, like cool underground, kind of um, uh, uh, mainst- not mainstream uh, online radio that was streamed on YouTube on Friday last. So basically they're hitting all of these notes all of a sudden, but I just think it's really interesting because... I've listened to some of this stuff and I think it's really fun. <laughs> so there's like three do or four think- songs on the on the dancier album that I'm like, okay, I I would stick this on the car. Absolutely no problem. Mm. Like I I'm enjoying it. And like I just want to maybe mark that by saying this isn't something I think is absolutely amazing or brilliant, but I do think it's interesting that the reaction that people have, especially the legacy reaction of uh, more traditional gatekeepers of electronic music to mm. Skrillex's music is uh, it's definitely a legacy kind of thing because there are people, there are kids growing up on TikTok, who do not care about this, and a lot of this music is music made for you know uh, big parties and big moments. Here's a here's a here's a a, a few seconds of a song called uh, Inhale Exhale from. Codex is doing here is not a million miles away from what he was doing before, but I think um, he's definitely learned how is, to Is it me take... though,
1: or is is the bass in that track just like completely anemic? Maybe it's my headphones, but like... It's, it, it, there is, it's, it's like fine. nothing I think it's fine. going on there um, for me. Like in, okay. in, in terms of like being in conversation with like dubstep or being a dubstep artist. i like, like, the, the very doesn't... least I would expect is to like feel something from the bass.
3: Yeah, yeah, I think you can. You can. I think that's a bit unfair because it's maybe you're 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 using headphones on over a podcast call. Maybe that's not the fairest mm. way in which to hear a sub bass. But my point yeah. about this really is that he's not really a dubstep artist anymore. Pe- dubstep doesn't really exist. Um, but he's also learned how to actually create dance music in a way that is in like his previous music was not even and pitchfork even admitted this as well. He didn't have any rhythm <laughs> on any of his music mm. before. There's there are songs on here which, uh, especially the Quest for Fire album, which actually, you know, have uh, the understanding of of dance music dynamics. Not that that should be applauded necessarily, but I think look, he's he's doing interesting things. Somewhat, um, he's collaborating with interesting people, and I just think it's interesting. Like me, myself, I was more against Skrillex 10 or 15 years ago than I am now right now I'm just like I'll ah, leave him off I don't know why that is
1: but do you think do you think that like the the backlash to somebody like Fortet like um, collaborating with Skrillex or kind of legitimising Skrillex is like Skrillex like it or not is part of the history of dubstep is part of the history of uh, electronic music he popularised um to like the nth degree um Dubstep. And for a lot of people was like their, their first, unfortunately was what they thought of when, mm. when someone said, Oh, especially I like in America, dubstep or, yeah. especially in America, but you know, even a lot of the younger generation in, in, in the UK as well, who, who weren't going to like dubstep nights and who kind of missed out on what the feel cause I, I, I used to go to a lot of dubstep shows when I was younger, I used to be really into it. And like, it's, it's a genre of music that I think just should be experienced live. Um, I don't think you you can get the same out of it. Um, now, granted, this was like 2012 and I was listening to music on my fucking laptop and my laptop mm. speakers. So like, fair enough. But like, do you think that like the backlash is the kind of the legitimization that he's getting now as being part of like the history of dubstep and maybe like people, people enjoyed like hanging the death of dubstep on... Yeah, Skrillex, I think there's definitely when actually there was like like tens of other factors, like not not least like just that genres and and scenes like come and go, and they they live yeah. and die, and they could be for like all manner of factors, like you know club spaces shutting down or people kind of evolving their sound. And I think with Skrillex, it's like he took the very very like base level thing of dubstep and he elevated it into like a pop music sphere and on paper that's not something that is like you know that's not new or offensive Mm. like it's it's as offensive as you know anyone else in any other genre doing it but yeah maybe that's why people are mad because it's like oh I, I can't be mad at Skrillex now because my fave is
3: Yeah, well, I think that annoys people and upsets people Mm. that, you know, somebody as holy as Forthead is in the sphere of Skrillex. But I think the real thing is going on here is that, you know, we live in a completely different musical landscape now where there's uh, genres aren't as siloed as they once were. So someone like Skrillex, who is bringing in people like Justin Bieber and Flo Dan and Missy Elliott and Pink Panther S in one album. Do, it makes more sense in the pop landscape now. It makes more sense in the music landscape now. It makes more sense in Spotify's landscape. So it actually makes sense for anyone who's grown up listening to music and who is like 17 or 18 or 19 right now. You, that's the time where you're like, you don't care about Dubstep and Squillex and who's making what. And that's just the reality, I think, of what's actually happening here. But I just think it's been really interesting to watch, because especially like, you know, uh, I followed... Um, there's an artist that or a, a writer who has a substack an electronic music uh writer has something like like basically wrote an article about why he won't write about skrillex but I should just think it's like just engage with it at least you might you might like discover something interesting mm-hmm. yourself you don't have to be like oh i'm never going to write about skrillex it's like fine if you want to but like also i just think it's more interesting to engage with something than just be like no, I'm gatekeeping yeah. this away from me. So I have been letting some of this into me and it's like, it's been really like a fun like, kind of DJ set almost. And that's the way I look at it. Like, it's like, I just think it's been really interesting. And I, what I like about the Fortet uh, uh, involvement in this is that he he's clearly hasn't compromised anything that he's doing. Um the Madison's or sorry, the Times Square DJ set that they did, Fortet was the one who came in and played this absolutely ridiculous dubstep song in the middle of Times Square and absolutely wrecked the gaff. Let's go, <laughs> And he was the one who had the idea to, um they did the Madison Square Garden gig. The, his idea was uh, to keep the lights on for the first three hours and um, to only play house music for the first three hours. And then he dictated how the lighting work and all that stuff. So I just think it's really interesting because like, actually, there's a possibility here that like Forte is showing Skrillex the ropes in a way. And I think that's also really interesting. And maybe mm. Fred again as well to a lesser extent. But um not that Skrillex isn't a massive artist already but I think if the one thing that has eluded Skrillex over the years is like some sort of acceptance from uh people like uh Pitchfork and but maybe especially the electronic music um gatekeepers whether that be Resident Advisor or whatever else. So I just think it's an interesting thing that's happened. Um mm. he's kind of circumvented that and people are a bit mad about it and uh so yeah, I just wanted to talk about it briefly. I thought it was it's an interesting thing that's developed. Uh, the DJ said the three of them did is good crack, and uh, and that's what it comes down to. I'm just like, I'm not angry about something that's just like it's
1: like it's the it's not that deep. Yeah. Just enjoy it. You and know, this in this case,
3: but I do think there's there are deep
1: things to be explored. It's pop music, like, and and I think you know, get getting all like you're getting your hands all tied up about like. Uh, about like what it means for electronic it doesn't mean anything he's a pop star like you know it's if if, if you want to gatekeep and if you want to be mad at him for like i don't know cultural appropriation of dubstep like absolutely have at it but like you don't need to give him the time that you give to fortet like no one is really calling for that like this is just reactionary shite. I think
3: so and I think there's just like look I mean there's space for this to exist and I just think you don't have to be I think what I think it is the reaction to this stuff has felt very 2010 the old guard 2010 is like are suddenly up in arms again about Skrillex and you're like just let it be it's fine like people are enjoying themselves. Yeah Yeah. like there's a bit there's people are clearly having fun Mm for Ted and Fred again and Skrillex are having fun together like there's not enough fun in the world. <laughs> you know, it's fine. Huh? Yeah. But I think that's interesting because, like, I would have thought if I was, like, thinking about myself 10 years later, I'd be like, I'll probably hate Skrillex even more in 10 years. But actually, I've, like, mellowed a little bit about it. And that's, I think that's mm. interesting enough as well, just for me anyway, personally. Anyway, yeah. we'll move on. Um
1: Next, I have for you, Nile. I have, uh, oh, a song from the Discord. Um, it is Bully and Soccer Mommy, and the song is called Lose You. So Matthew in the Discord shared that with a lovely bit of fuzzy rock. And I was like, well, that sounds like it's up my street. Uh, And also considering I am a very, very big fan of um, Soccer Mommy. uh, Bully, I wasn't aware of. um, Solo project of guitarist and singer Alicia Bognano formed in Nashville. And I feel like you can get that kind of... um, in the verses there is a bit of like a honky tonk sort of Mm. feeling and then in the choruses it is kind of woozy it's a bit smashing pumpkins it's a bit psychedelic um garage rock sort of vibe and i think it's really lovely i like their two voices together i'm definitely going to check out bully um it's just a nice song that kind of appeared this month that i was really glad to have recommended in the in the discord um i'm kind of always you know wanting more soccer mommy songs and she is good at kind of collaborating with people i can't remember she's she's done a few collaborations with a few different people that i've really liked i don't have them to hand at the minute um but i think she's just an absolutely marvelous um uh songwriter particularly guitarist um and i love her and i really like this song
3: great that's bully soccer mommy lose you. um. I have some alt jazz rap from Dublin now, which I don't think I've ever featured on this uh, in this section before. So let's play a bit of Ogolino. And this is uh, a song that came out last week called A Fonder Day. And here's the start of it.
0: We don't want no silly games on Saturday night And I've been vetted in this shit all right Taking talks of you twice Like how many times, too many times Tongue tastes what it should not if I'm really being blunt I just fuck it cause I could Doesn't mean that I should Where's the line between good and evil I try to draw it every time But just divide my people, fuck Splinter's like my oldest memories There's a smoke screen That's been fogging up the dreams Got a team I like to talk about But we don't really talk about it Say we'll take that leap of faith But then we just go walk around it Minds full of ideas That I hope you get to meet I'm rolling in a seal-proof Purple velvet deep-proof Six feet under heart Felt I needed you You weren't there Or would cut it. All habits don't die quick Waking up late With the sleep from my eyelids Rolling all the buff Thumbs up Still smiling
3: So that's Ugolino That are are um, The Dublin duo uh, Lyricist Shane Richardson And composer-producer Oran Healy um, I had these listed as one of our 20 best new Irish artists of 2022 on nononone.com. And um, they had a few singles out and I just really like what they're doing. Um, there's a mixture of a kind of that one, especially is is their big band jazz kind of stuff. like <laughs> It's almost like something from the La La Land soundtrack or something, or some kind of Hollywood uh, drama uh, with some kind of colloquial uh, rap style. Uh, I really like what they're doing. They had two songs out last week. Uh, Ugolino, U-G-O-L-I-N-O uh, is what they're called. I'm keeping an eye out for them because I think, I don't think they've done any gigs yet, but they are bringing in lots of the, some local Dublin jazz players as well and doing uh, interesting things. Uh, very different kind of thing that they're doing. I can kind of, it's almost like if you're taking um some of the music that Kojak might be doing and turning it into a big band kind of orchestra mm. stuff and then uh some similar kind of rap style with that. So I really like this is Ugolino, a fonder day.
1: Cool. I my last choice is uh we've got new music from Feist. First kind of first time we've heard from her music-wise uh, since 2017. Uh, she has an album coming out next month uh, in March, or sorry, the month after, April 14th, uh, called Multitudes. And she's released three songs uh, in February Hiding Out in the Open, Enlightening, and Love Who We Are Meant to. And the one I've chosen is Hiding Out in the Open. Hi. Hi.
0: Probably say, should probably say, let's put it off for a few more, more days. Awesome. And anyway, I'll pretend not to hear. Until <laughs>
1: I think that's a really, really lovely song from Feist. It's so great to hear her voice again with some new sounds. Like I've been listening to Feist for a very, very long time. And I feel like getting, getting new songs from her is like such a treat. She was obviously in the news, uh, when, after pulling out of Arcade Fires, um, tour after the Dublin show and donating all of her merch sales to uh, women's aid in Ireland uh, which I was really impressed by and you know releasing a statement saying that she she wasn't going to continue to tour with Arcade Fire after the allegations against Wynne Butler so you know cool cool girl fair <laughs> yeah, It did nice take a while though a didn't it? it
3: did take a while for it that did, to it did but
1: these but the, you know like these things i think i do think i mean this is probably a separate conversation but i do think that it's probably fair to give people a like a bit of a grace period to make these also, decisions also yeah, and fairness weigh she did write about up, that quite, contracts um, and yeah. yeah
3: but she wrote about a piece about it which kind of explains-
1: yeah yeah, it's not always. Uh, I think in a similar way that we often look for an apology the day after somebody s- does something bad, um, we also, yeah, I, I feel like there should be a little bit of a period of reflection that we kind of allow people. Um, and she took that. And I like that she did that, that she didn't pull out because of uh, there was any pressure from the media or fans or anything that she it s- seemed to me anyway to sit down, think about it, weigh, weigh it up way up whether her pulling out would actually make a difference uh, and it did um, but I mean besides that she's been doing um, a, a sort of a a live show experience called Multitudes that is uh, kind of in, in the round and there's been like some kind of impo- improvisational stuff and yeah I'm really interested to hear what Multitudes the album sounds like because I, I think this song is beautiful, I love I love songs that uh, um kind of have like a round in them, and you can hear it in the verses. There, um, she kind of like tri- triples her her vocal lines in a round, and I just feel like that's not something that's done very often these days. Mm, um, yeah. <laughs> which is very very nice. Uh, and her her vocals are just so so beautiful. Um, they always have been, but I just I just think on the, on this song, it, it, they're just like elevating and like. Yeah, they're so, so beautiful. Like, I got shivers the first time I heard this song. I thought it was amazing. Um, the other two songs are really good as well. Do check them out. Um, yeah. But I'm very, very excited for the album. You strike me as a Feist fan, Nile. Absolutely, you, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
3: I love Feist, yeah. I went to see her yeah. in Tripod way back. I think they're oh. actually like... The first RIP, like, real guest one. list I ever got <laughs> for nine, nine was like tripod. It was uh yeah, Universal sort of me. I think it was like, wow, this is so fun. I got a, I got in free. <laughs> I
1: get and to go was, to a gig for free. Yeah, yeah, that
3: was like um, <laughs> yeah. just after one, two, three, four, and all that kind of stuff. And they, uh, what's the album called? Then uh, a reminder. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Such a I've always album. really liked Feist. I saw mm-hmm. some of what she did at Sounds from a Safe Harbor a few years ago. Uh, mm. Mary Hickson, the uh, festival director who works a lot with Bonnie Vere and uh, The National, um, is involved in her show in some way as well, I believe. And so even there was some of that energy in uh, the Kino, a very small venue that she played in. Um, as part of that we Day also Park, played in we also played in yes that's true yeah <laughs> <laughs> the only place we've ever played <laughs> yeah uh, no but uh she she's a really interesting artist i think she does things that are um she's she's searching um mm. and uh, on a quest for for uh trying to find something interesting in her yeah and marriage. i o- i always she's kind always
1: of get that felt i always get the impression that she was like kind of wise beyond her years you know so i'm i'm so interested to kind of to hear an album from her now at the age she's at now with the experience she has now what that sounds like and what what sort of things she's going to be exploring in that because you know e- even her early stuff you're like wow this is like you know like a 60 year old or a 70 year old reflecting on their life is the person you'd expect to be writing these songs you know she was always just so like imbues her music with such wisdom um yeah i think she's amazing i can't wait for this. this is one of my like i'm very very excited for this album um choices for this year great
3: okay uh, i have two more choices to share with you one is an irish album from an artist called costa and uh, the album is called twilight transmission uh here is a bit of a song featuring jape called the object spoke to me
0: Watch the painter paint, imagining release happening with peace. The water from your skin drips towards the sand, showering the. Air.
3: So that is from Twilight Transmission. Costa Conor Kelly is a producer from Dublin. Album came out about a week and a half ago, uh, two weeks ago. Um, A debut album on his own Midnight Tapes label, much of it recorded and conceived during lockdown. Uh, A concept record about the fictional network of internet. Interconnected radio stations, uh, mainly inspired by the outliers of radio station programming uh, in an increasingly homogenous landscape. Name checking, in particular, Don Denine, NTS, and Dublin Digital Radio. Um, Connor says the album, uh, which also you heard there, features Jape and also Fears is on it on one of the tracks. Mm-hmm. Influenced by trip hop era, Porter's Head, Boards of Canada, post dubstep, jazzy 90s hip hop production, William Bazinski, Tim Heckers, Radio Armour, and Mad Villain. I think there's lots to recommend here. It's uh, it's it's got a very unique atmosphere. It's got a very Dublin-centric uh, feel to it. With some of the the track called Vox on it, which has um, uh, and uh, a Dublin woman talking about the streets that she occupies and lives in. And uh, there is a sense of that kind of um, nocturnal late night radio stuff. There is a song mm-hmm. on it called Late Night Jazz Radio as well. Uh, i think it's really really good and one uh, in terms of an irish context that uh you should definitely give a listen to uh this i
1: heard i heard this album um at the end of last year i was putting together my ones to watch for the irish times and i just oh, that's right, and yeah. like what what have you got coming up and um he sent me this album i listened to it and i was just like oh my God, yes <laughs> it's so so beautiful and so like atmospheric and it's definitely of a place yeah I I think like when when I saw that Boards of Canada was a a touch point for him I I I was like okay yes but also you know big claim but then listening to it i was like yeah i can definitely feel that here like it is it's beautiful and it is kind of quietly experimental you know it's not gonna like it's not experimental in like whoa how did he do that my mind is blown it but it's experimental in kind of what he does with narrative and and place um yeah i i think this is a wonderful record i think it's really really lovely
3: yeah often you know it's hard to find the time to include um an extra recommendation about an album so I think uh, this is a perfect place for that and Mm. uh, yeah so that's Costa C-H-O-S-T-A Twilight Transmission is the name of that Um, before we finish uh, I've I've started as uh, the last few months uh, doing this is uh, including an old song and my old song this
1: I keep forgetting to do this (laughs) every month I'm like okay next month I'll pick an old song fuck's sake
3: right well the next one is a very personal thing in a way because it ties in with something that I'm experiencing again for the first time in a long time, and that is having a bath. Andrea, we got, <laughs> we got, we got a bath a nice in the spring house. Bath. Yeah, oh, and it's so nice. And I had, uh, I had this tune on okay, last night. Okay, Maya
1: week. Sophia. Yeah, yeah. In your yeah. Maya Sophia era. time. Um, well the (laughs) tunes
3: that I I was obviously just going straight for relaxation and and, uh, uh, ambient music for me um, instrumental music mainly so I went with uh, Tangerine Dream and Love on a Real Train and let's just enjoy 30 seconds of that because it's very serious Listen, lovely. Um, that's Tangerine Dream, a German band that we're around since 1967. Do you do you know what the soundtrack is? Or what that song is a soundtrack from?
1: Um, yes, but only because I saw it in the Spotify. Yeah,
3: playlist it's there. <laughs> risky business. The 1983 business. film starring Tom Cruise, not one you'd automatically think of, but uh, uh, it's a great. This is a great song, and uh, mm. it was. It's it's a very well known one. Uh, So
1: you're you're a kind of an instrumental ambient bath taker.
3: Yes, I well, I was I was having a nice sound bath, but uh, with with water. Yeah, I was. Mm. um, Yeah, I like. It depends on what mood we're in, but certainly, God, the novelty of having a bath, lads, it's so nice. Absolutely, after years, when
1: I'm having a bath, it's like uh, girl boss feminism. Like I, I become my most like liberal white feminist. I'm like, I, I have like a playlist. It's Taylor Swift. It's Beyonce. It's Enya a little bit. It's like girl power stuff in the bath. And I'm like <laughs> just pretending I'm in a movie or something. Um, <laughs> but I, I love a podcast in the bath, but I have this weird thing. I also listen to podcasts like when I'm in the shower. I have this weird thing where I can't listen to like If I know the person who's doing the podcast, I can't listen to it in the bath because I feel seen. Um, (laughs) So, yeah. Oh, I love baths. I'm going to have one soon. There you go. Yeah. I would just
3: leave it on that note. But other than that, um, any uh, movies, gigs, TV show books, any media you're enjoying, yeah, that's it, really, isn't
1: it? Just love Um, The Last of Us so much. It's It's really of my week. It's It's so good and i can't believe i'm gonna play a video game like what year is this i'm gonna play the game once i finish season one but like oh oh, it's so so good i love it it's like i'm just like thinking about it all week and like i love the feeling of like having to wait the week for it i'm really happy that i'm watching it like while it's airing and getting that kind of like succession week to week thing um it's just great all the performances performances in it are amazing uh episode seven which was the latest one was just like bella ramsey was just like their performance through, throughout the whole thing is amazing but particularly in episode seven um i just love it so much um and i have one book recommendation which is um a book called uh nothing special by nicole flattery um and it's a book about um, or it's set in 1960s New York in Andy Warhol's, uh, factory gallery or studio rather. Um, and it's about a typist, uh, one of the typists slash transcriptionists, transcriptionist, um, who transcribed the, um, conversations that became Andy Warhol's first book, uh, a, a novel, um, and about her life. Um, I will say if you want a book about Andy Warhol, this is not it. This is very much like a internal kind of like a lot of gender politics, a lot of sexual politics, but like the 1960s and this this kind of vibe and this atmosphere is there. It's really, really, really well written. Sally Rooney is a fan. Um, she doesn't often you know give quotes for the front of books but she she gave one for this and said that it, um that she loved it and loves her writing um I think it's out like this weekendish, so it'll be out by the time this podcast is out um and I highly recommend it
3: great what else could I talk about oh self-esteem what's the self-esteem
1: Oh um, yeah, how was
3: just, it? Just just uh just gone uh in the Olympia. Yeah, it was great, uh, obviously. Um we're seeing her in the workman's um what was that? Was that the end of 2020 or anyway, about yeah. a year ago probably. it was as
1: much in the pandemic that I had a ticket for it and I sold it because I was too scared to go. Yeah, it was that
3: outside. time. It was it was like the first few months of of coming yeah. back out again. Mm-hmm. Um but I remember watching her on in Workman's going, This room is too small for her and mm-hmm. what she's doing. Well, she's really amped it up again, even more. There's a big uh, element of theatricality um, to the show. Uh, don't want to give too much away, but there's a lot of costume changes and uh, uh, kind of more conceptual stuff. Uh, somebody up the front row <laughs> at the Olympia asked was like asking for a song. And um, in the way that she, uh, Rebecca Lucidator does, she was like, it's a conceptual like she jokingly but also seriously was like it's a conceptual show you dickhead don't be asking for songs (laughs) good Good. so um, I enjoyed that she had two new songs one really good one called Mother Um, and I think she's doing great things and really just uh, encapsulating that Priority's Pleasure album in a lovely Uh, augmented way live Um, yeah best tour name as
1: well I I tour this all the time it's great it's a great (laughs) name for
3: the tour I tour this all the time yeah Yeah, great gig Uh, great Sunday night gig so that was fun Um, and that's pretty much it for us I think uh, on this Mm -hmm. uh, best of the month podcast next month there are new albums from Slow Thai Fever Ray M83 Unknown Mortal Orchestra Eve's tumor, Lana, and Boy Genius. So I'm sure we will be talking about some of those. Um, uh, by the time when you get back, yes. But in the meantime, um, have a great one. Have an, enjoy yourself in India. Oh, the other Thank thing you. is we we are thinking about you. You're obviously away, but um, we're thinking about uh some of the people in the Discord and myself are talking about having a little meet up. As part of the meet I'm me in the bathroom screening devastated. in the lighthouse on the eleventh of six of uh, eleventh of March, um. So if you're in the Discord, come in and say hello to that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So we might we might have an old uh, might go to a film screening uh, as part of that. That's the eleventh of March in the lighthouse at six thirty. So yeah, looking forward to seeing that with people, and we might even be talking about meet me in the bathroom in the next couple of weeks with a special guests. Who knows? Who knows? Will Andrea- I be there? You won't be there.
1: <laughs> what oh, for fuck's sake. This is the worst holiday ever. <laughs> it is oh, not. Absolutely raging. Oh my can, god. You can, okay. You can fine. tell me all I your l- thoughts l- when you get home. I look forward to the episode. Actually, yeah, it will be nice to actually like listen to another non episode and not like be there. <laughs> so yeah. yeah.
3: Okay. Okay. All right. Well, we'll be back um next week. Thanks, Andrea. Enjoy your trip.
1: Thanks, Niall. Enjoy. Bye. It right. <laughs>